Good evening. We're ready to get started. Tonight, we're learning Maseches Yoma, Daf, Memtes, and we are starting about a quarter of the way down, about 12 lines down from the words Ba'e Rav Papa. Over the course of the last blot or so, we have been learning about some questions that Rav Papa had on the Gemara, and we're going to be learning a number of, one more question from Rav Papa, and a number of other questions that we will, uh, we will continue in the same theme, though authored by different people. And the Gemara opens 12 lines down the Testament Aleph as follows. Papa. What happens in the following scenario? Let's say that, um, that uh, there's two Kohanim. One of them does the Chafina. He reaches into the pot and he properly collects the Ketoros into his hands. And then he puts it into another Kohen's hand. Does that work? And says the Gemara, what's the Chakira to be made? The Gemara says the chakir to be made is as follows. Do we say All we need is for the coin gadol to have his hands filled with uh, with ketores. and we have that. Okay, he wasn't the one who did the chafina, but we don't care. We just care that his hands are melochofna odilma, or perhaps maybe we would argue a little differently. Maybe we would say You have to. There has to be a lakicha, and if person one put it in the hands of person two, there was no lakicha. He received it, but he was not lokeach, and therefore. Uh, and uh, so that that question goes unanswered. The Gemara responds with the teku uh, that we don't know the answer to that question of whether or not uh, we care about how the Ketoros ended up in the hands of the coin. One one third of the way down on Memtes Amud Aleph, the Gemara continues with yet another question. This question is a little bit longer and has a couple of pieces to it, but let's get started and we will uh, go step by step until we get to the end of this particular question and its answer. Here's step one. By Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, an early Amora, he asked the following question. What happens if Chafan, there's a coin Gadol who does the Chafina? So he has the appropriate uh, measured amounts of his hands, Melochov, not like his hands. He has everything in his hands. And then the mates, he passes away. And another Kohen, the, the, now the new coin Gadol, whoever the Skan was, is now the coin Gadol. Can he take... Can he take the chafina? Can he take the Torah that's in the hands of the coin who has now passed away? And can he use it um, to bring the Torah? So that's the Gemara's question. And the Gemara says, Amar I'm so happy to hear that you asked that question, says Reb Chanina. Come see that these are the questions of the early ones. What does this mean? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi is a couple of inches up where we are, about a third of the way down in the Rashi's. Dibur Hamaskal Amar Reb Chanina. And with this time, this is one of those times where we read the Dibur Hamaskal of the Rashi with the Rashi. Amr of Chanina Talmidim says Rashi, he says to his students, everybody look, my, my dear Talmidim, take a look. The later generations, that the later generations referencing himself, Reb Chanina, the Reb Chanina was able to be as wise as the previous generations, which was Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, because Sha'afani Ha'isi Shol Sha'ilazuba Achshav Shal Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Shuhu Minha Rishonim. So I see that I, Rabbi Chanina, seemingly being the later generation, that I asked the same question as was asked by Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi in the previous generation. But the Gemara has a historical problem with that. You've probably heard me say over the last uh, year and a half of so or Dafyomi, this person lives in that generation, that person lives in this generation. And it's a Gemara like this that gives us these pieces of critical information. So it says the Gemara, Lememra, are you trying to say to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Kashish? You think Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is Kashish? Kashish means the older one, the elder one, that he's the older of the two. That was the way the Gemara was framed. 
that Rabbi Hanin seemed to say, hey, that question that, uh, that, uh, that I just heard, Givaldic, that, was, that used to be the old Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi's question. So it implies he's older. But says the Gemara, that can't be, Pahama Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. We have a story with Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi that says that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi got a heter from Rabbi Hanina, the exact opposite. So we had a Havamina, the Gemara presents first that maybe Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi is older. But then the Gemara says it can't be because Rabbi Yeshua gave a heter. Uh, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, so Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi seemed to have gotten a psaq from Rabbi Hanina, which implies that Rabbi Yoshua is younger, Rabbi Hanina is older. So which one's right? First of all, we have to analyze the psaq. The psaq was that it's mutter to drink what's called cress. It's a liquid that has possibly some medical benefits. And the halacha is, as we learned in Masech Shabbos, that one is allowed to drink a water that is not a medication on Shabbos, if it has medicinal benefits on Shabbos, because it just looks like you're eating a food. The proverbial chicken soup, right? The chicken soup is good for you, you're not feeling good. And the reason why you're eating the chicken soup is because you're not feeling good, mutter v'mutter. So says the Gemara, Shabbat Levi asked to Shabbat Chanina, can I drink uh, the liquid of press on Shabbat Shachalayim? And Rabbi Chanina said, yes. So says the Gemara, what do you mean, lishtos? Of course, that's mutter to drink. Well, what kind of shayla were you asking in the first place? Again, we're off the historical question for the moment. We'll come back to it. But lishtos, what, what would be the problem with drinking cress on Shabbos? Says the Gemara, that's obvious. Pshita, we're almost halfway down. Mem Tesmet al Pshita. Ditnan, the Mishnah writes, Kol ha'ochlen, ochel adam l'rafuah b'chol mashkin shose. You don't need a hat there for that. That's an open Mishnah. That if you're eating a food, you're drinking a drink that is categorically a regular food. It just happens to, as a, as a secondary benefit, also as medicinal value. You don't need to ask a shayla about that. That's mutter. So what was the shayla in the, per- in the first place? So answers the Gemara, Rabbi Shuvan Levi was really asking Rabbi Chanina, no, it wasn't, it wasn't just a question of, can I drink the crest? The question was, can I be shochet? Can I also grind it? Because if you'll recall, the Isser der that we currently have to take medications on Shabbos is because of, we, of our concern of Shema Yishchot. We were afraid that people were going to possibly grind um, herbs into that fine product, which would then be dissolved into water and then be consumed by the person who's ill. That's the Xer der This Xer der still stands today. And the Shulchan Aruch, with the postgame to follow, indicate that a person should not be taking medication on Shabbos unless a couple of things, unless they're part of a prescription and skipping a dose would be a problem, unless a person is sick enough that they'll be what's called nafal lemishkav or chola kol gufo, they're so sick that they'll end up in bed or they'll have an illness, or if you're taking a preventative medication, this is all halacha l'maysim, take a preventative medication that had you not taken it, you would be in bed. So to take it prophylactically would also be mutter. But the whole gzeir of taking medication on Shabbos is because of the concern of shachika, of grinding. So says the Gemara, the question that Rabbi Yishuv and Levi was asking Rabbi Chanina is, how, um, is whether or not it's even mutter to grind cress on Shabbos to make that liquid. And that seemingly was what Reb Chanina was making on. So says the Gemara, I don't understand the whole thing to start with. What was the status of the patient? If what you're telling me is that the patient had sakanas mavas, it was life and death, of course it's going to be mutter. That, that's of course the case. What was Reb Shabbat Levi asking? If it was sakanas nefash, you're not allowed to ask a shayla. This is also Allah Chalamaisa. If you are in an emergency situation or what you think is an emergency situation, act now, ask later. Your responsibility is to save people's lives. Don't worry about the halachic piece. It's an avera to ask a shayla under those circumstances. You're obligated to act now and ask later. So push it that if this person had a life and death scenario, Rabbi Shubh and Levi go rent to rent, Rabbi Chanina to go ask a shayla about sakanas nefashos, of course that's going to be mutter. So says the Gemara, it can't be that. 
But if there was no sakana, so then I don't understand. Then it should be categorically usher to do that. So what was the whole shayla that Rishab and Levi was asking of Chanin in the first place? Answer the Gemara, the Olam really dikasakanta. Really, it was pikuach nefashos. Aye, so why then was he asking a shayla? Because, says the Gemara, as we discussed earlier, Kress was not actually a medical type of, uh, it wasn't actually a medical ingredient. It was something that people used. It was the chicken soup of the day. So says the Gemara, here was the real kasha the Rabbi Yeshiv and Levi was asking Rabbi Chanina. A little bit more than halfway down, I'm Tesmerala. Does, does Kress, does Shachalayim really actually heal enough to the point that we would say, that we should be Mechal Shabbos on him? Olomasya, really, it doesn't heal. And therefore, below Nechul Alayhu Shabbos. And maybe we should not be Mechal Shabbos. I could understand by Sakonas Nefashos. I understand that you want to grind something up that's actually a medicine that's going to help. Of course, that's mutter. But can you grind something that doesn't help? It's chicken soup. It's cress. It's whatever it is. It barely helps. So therefore, that was the Shaila that he was asking. This also brings up a fascinating question in the post game about taking vitamins on Shabbos. Are vitamins in the category of medicine to the point that they're subject to the Isra Abanan of taking medication on Shabbos? Or uh, if they are, then they are subject to those rules. Or do we say, no, it's like drinking chicken soup. So that's a shayla that the post can have. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi about taking vitamins on Shabbos. Um, that is a, a unique shayla. Anyway, says the Gemara, now we've asked uh, the side question on the side question. We tried to answer the question of the Shachalayim, can you drink the cress? But that Marimachum was brought to remind us, to teach us, the Rabbi Hanina was actually the older one. Uh, and then that was all to answer the following statement of Rabbi Hanina, of Rabbi Shuban Levi, that he says, We said that if the coin Gadol dies after Chafina, can we use the Torah that's in its hands? So it says the Gemara two thirds of the way down. I don't understand what the problem was. Take a look at a beautiful Rashi. Rashi explains this so clearly. Rashi can be found. Uh, oh, it's the next line. Hold on. Let's just learn a little bit more. The Gemara says, Why is it that Rebbe Hanina was the one who was answering anything about medical stuff? If you had a question about Shachalim as to whether or not it had medical value, go ask a doctor. Why were you asking Rebbe Hanina? So the Gemara answers, He was an expert in the medical world. So the expertise doesn't require an M and a D after your name or a D and an O. It doesn't make a difference. If you're an expert, you're an expert. And in this case, the title doesn't matter. He was an expert when it came to medical things. What's the precedence for this that we see with Rabbi Hanina? Because the Gemara says, uh, the Amar Rabbi Hanina, Rabbi Hanina made the following comment. No one ever asked me the medical question about someone who got injured by a white uh, by a white animal, by a makas parda, by a, a mule that was white, whoever lived to tell the story. So people, we see clearly, people were asking him Shaila. So asks the Gemara a tangential question about this. We see that people do get injured by these white mules and they live. The Gemara, Ema, the Chayas, not that the Chaya they lived, but the Chayas and they healed. No, no one ever fully got healed from such a kick from an animal. Says the Gemara, that's also not true, but Kachazin de Mitzi. We see that people did get healed. The Mitzi in Aramaic is from the word Asa, Aleph, and Samech, which means to get healed. So we see that people do heal. Says the Gemara, you're right. You're right from white ones, they get healed. But this animal wasn't a totally white animal. It was actually the sumkan. It was red in who? The chivran reish kar aihu ko'amrinan. It was a red one that had white feet. And from that one, no one ever got fully healed. Anyways, says the Gemara, mikol makom, nevertheless, shamamino. What do we hear from here? We learn from this whole story with, again, a lot of tangents, but we learn from the story, the Rebichanina Koshish. We learn that Rebichanina was actually older than Rebbe Shuvan Levi, but you presented the Gemara. The Gemara presented one third of the way down to indicate 
the Gemara presented that Rabbi Yishev and Levi seem to have been older. So the Gemara answers, What does this mean that you ask the question of the, of the original ones? So take a look at Rashi. Rashi is about halfway down on the page. Dibor Hamaschil Elahachi Ka'amar. Says the Gemara. Elahachi Ka'amar Rabbi Hanina Letalmida. We misspoke. The Gemara that we initially understood as Rabbi Yoshev and Levi being the elder is incorrect. Rabbi Hanina said to his students, Bo shel achronim, the later ones, Rabbi Yoshev and Levi, the one who is younger than I am, says Rabbi Hanina. That was Kishelasi Shanimin Harishon, says Rabbi Hanina, I am the original ones, I'm the older one. And that Sha'afani Ha'isi Miskasha asked the same question he did. So Baruch Hashem, says Rabbi Hanina, the next generation of Yeshub and Levi was asking Bam Kashas just like my generation was. And that's what the Gemara means. And now everything fits together. Kafar Vaferach, it's perfect. Because when we initially heard our statement from Rabbi Yeshub and Levi, and we said, oh, beautiful, the Rishonim asked the same question. The Rishonim was Rabbi, Yishub, was, was Rabbi Hanina, and therefore the age works out. And in fact, Rabbi Hanina was older. Does Rabbi Hanina actually hold this way? Hold what way? Take a look at Rashi again. Rashi, a little bit more than halfway down. Does Rabbi Hanina really hold me? Does he actually have any doubt about Does he actually have a doubt about whether or not the Chafina, the collected Ktoris in the hands of the coin Gadol who died, and someone, another coin, the Skan, come in and take the Ktoris from his hands and go use it? Does he really have a doubt about that? After all, says the Gemara, three fourths of the way down, 15 lines, 12 lines before the end of the page, but Amar Hanina. In a slightly different case, but in one that we're going to try to learn from and compare from. So then the Gemara there says that we have a drasha. The pasuk says, um, "I'll just." Uh, the pasuk says bepar, and it says uh, I'm reading the wrong pasuk here. It says the pasuk reads bezot yavo aron el akodesh bepar ben bakar lechatos va'ayleola. So then the Gemara says va'amar bichanina bepar. What is the what a drasha do we make from the word bepar when it says bepar ben chatos? So there the Gemara says uh, bepar, but the low bidamo shall par. You, the Kohen Gadol has to bring his own par in order to bring his own dam. So if he cannot bring the Zrika Saddam of a coin, let's say the coin dies after the Shrita, which is the case that's being discussed here. So the, the Shrita was done, Kohen Gadol dies before the Zrika, the halacha is that he has to bring his own par and he cannot bring the blood of the previous coin who died. Par, the low shall par. And that's for, uh, part number one of the argument. And part number two is Rama Ribchanina Ktores. It says the Gemara, you of course cannot use the uh, the Chafina of the Kohen Gadol. How do I know? Because we hold that if the Kohen Gadol were to have died, then the Skan coin cannot use the blood from the par of Kohen Gadol number one. He has to bring a new par and then bring the Zrika Saddam. And that second line that we learned from Rabbi Hanina is that we can't have it be that the Chafina is done until after the Zrika Saddam. So if the timeline was like this, that Kohen Gadol number one did the Chafina and then he died, says the Gemara, that all of that falls apart because that has to be dependent on a Zrika Saddam that the, the Skan Kohen didn't do. So we have to start the whole process over. So says the Gemara, we understand from Rabbi Hanina already what the halacha should be in this case, that the question that was posed at the top of the page or one third of the way down, I should say, about whether or not you can use the Chafina of a Kohen who died, the answer should, should be no, of course not, because Rabbi Hanina himself doesn't allow for that. So it says the Gemara as a response, Haki Kamar, you misunderstood. We become a boyle because of the fact that we see that this was a question we see that they were really inquiring as to whether or not 
a Kohen Gadol who died with a Chafina in hand, if we could use the Ketorah in his hands, it must therefore be Hamichlal, it implies Dikasavar, that someone was of the opinion, Bipar, that when the Torah says the word Bipar, that what's implied, that the Skan Kohen can even use the blood, the Zrika Saddam, of the first Kohen who died, which is a Shtekhidish. That's not what, it, that's not the drasha we learned before, but we see that there is now a Shita that that's against our Havamina. And according to him, according to the, the opinion that holds, that you're allowed to do the Zrika Saddam of the par for which the first Kohen Gadol did the Shrita, and then he died, and now the Skan Kohen is doing the Zrika Saddam on that first animal, then Taka, it's a good question. Can you do the Chafina, yes or no? Very good. My Haviyala, how do we paskin in such a case? This says the Gemara, there's a, a, as follows. Amara, Papa, two, two uh, radical approaches. E, they're totally equal and opposite approaches here. If we say that a Kohen really needs to do the Chafina twice, once outside, outside the Kodesh and once inside the Kodesh, so then says the Gemara, if we hold that way, and we'll get into that in a couple of minutes, if we hold that way, then so then there's no problem of, um, of the second coin, of the Skan coin, doing the Chafina, the Chafina, because he's doing exactly what he should, which is a second Chafina. That works out perfectly. But but if we don't hold that the Kohen does two Chafinas, so then that's where we have our Machlokas between uh, the two versions of our Gemara's we saw above. But Amar Le Rapuna, the first of the long lines, Mem Tesmeral of six lines from the bottom. I would say the exact opposite svara. Yes, it is it is hooked into the machlokas of chofin v'chozer v'chofin. If we say this whole discussion about the chafin is dependent on whether or not we say that a kohen gadol does two chafinas. However, ichofin v'chozer v'chofin lo yikanetzachar b'chafina. So because the yefter shlo yechzar v'lo yosir. If we hold that you have to do two chafinas, that's a big problem. Your hands are not the same exact size as the other kohen's hands. And therefore, the, the second chafina that you're going to do when you take from the coin who passed away will be a different size. And that's problematic. So it's, it can't be like the initial approach. And really the machlokas that we saw earlier is only in a case where you hold that there's one chafina of the coin gadol and not two. The Ibayalahu, let's get into the sugya about whether or not we require shtei chafinos. The Ibayalahu, in regard to chofin, chozer, chofin, do we say that, Olam? Do we require that when the coin gadol is doing the ktores, and he does the chafina and he takes his hand and he puts them inside and he scoops up the ktores. Do we require that he does it twice, once inside and once outside the kodesh? Yes or no? So says the Gemara, Tashma, let's try attempt number one. This will get rejected momentarily. Tashma, we have a brysa. The brysa says, This was its measurement. So says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, my love, doesn't this mean? that the midah has to be the same both inside and outside of the mikdash of the heichal, implying that we hold chofin v'chozer v'chofin and a brisa to boot. Wonderful, we have our answer that we hold chofin v'chozer v'chofin that a kumagadol has to do chafina twice. Do we hold that way? He says, no, that brisa can be understood in a totally different way. Lo, in two totally different ways. Dilma, she'in ratzalatzos midah said that no, that you're allowed to make a measure, but you don't have to. Don't say kimidasa. That's what the brisa said. Kachay semidasa. Inami or inami yosir. Our concern in such a case is that uh, we just want to make sure that you're measuring so that the amount is the same, but it's not a formal requirement. So from this brisa, we cannot learn anything. We don't know how we paskin whether or not we say chofin v'chozer v'chofin from this brisa. So then the Gemara brings a second brisa. All right, this is really uh, an unbelievably complicated thing to do. We're going to have a little hands-on activity here. 
says the Gemara last few words Rashma, turning to the top of Mamtes Marala. Let's try to answer our question again. Remember, we asked, do we hold Choser V'chofein V'chofein yes or no? Do we say that the Kohen has to do the Chafina twice? So says the Gemara, seemingly with a blaringly obvious uh, presumed uh, answer to the question, how does he do the second Chafina? Take a look at Rashi. How does he, how does he do the second Chafina? There's only one guy in the room. And as we saw last week in the, in the Gemara, you're not allowed to have anybody else in that room. We already pointed that out, that no one else can go with him. So this Brysa seems to presume that we're doing two Chafinos, but what were, what were the logistics? He's one guy. How did he figure it all out? So the Gemara gives a crazy response at the Brysa. The Brysa says, He's got his hands in the chafina form. He holds uh, with, in between his fingers, he's like holding a spoon that his hands are empty. And he's holding a spoon in his hands that has the chafina, that has the ktoris at the end of it. Okay. So he's holding the end of Some say in his teeth, this is difficult because the Gemara said that this is not the way we would behave between a melech basar badam and the Gemara said, Allah has kama vakama lifne melech malchi amlachim. So it's a little bit of a difficulty in the Gemara what, that it says between his teeth. But either way, the Gemara continues. You keep moving the spoon with your thumbs down towards your body. Until it gets to your elbows. So the grip that he had here was elbows together. It's very uncomfortable, actually. Elbows together and hands together. And you've got the spoon in your hand and you're kind of moving it backwards in your hands. And then the Gemara says, third line, fourth line. And then when the actual cup part of this uh, large spoon got to your hand, you'd flip it over and dump the Torah into your hands. This was very, very difficult. And then what he would do after that, the Brysa just finishes up, but we've learned our point already that we see that there's two chafinas. But anyways, the Brysa finishes with sobra and he'd make the uh, the Torah into a pile, a taller pile. It burns a little slower. The fire will take a little bit longer to come because it's all stacked one on top of the other and the fire is gonna come from the bottom. The Yesh Omerman, this price, it continues to say, Some say, no, the opposite. You spread it out all over the fire, all over the coals to make sure that the fire comes up faster. And then the price adds, This is the hardest avoda in the Mikdash. Based on the, logis- on the logistics the Gemara described, it's not so surprising to say that. You've got your hands cupped, you've got your elbows together, and you're taking a spoon that you're drawing back with your thumbs. It has the chafin at the end. You have to balance all the torus on the other side which is a whole handful worth of, of Torahs. It's like perfect balance, very difficult. But then the Gemara says, but you said this is the hardest one. You said, nothing else is hard. We had this Gemara a couple of days ago. That's why a couple of days ago, maybe it was Shabbos even, I don't remember. We said on Shabbos or on Thursday that, that maybe Chafina is difficult. Why is Chafina difficult? Just scoop it up with your two hands. The answer is that you got to put your elbows together. And the second Chafina is very difficult. But the Gemara has a problem with the language. Zohi Besulo. There are other things that are very hard to do. There are other things that are difficult to do. We said that the Kamita was very difficult. Once it was put in a machabas, once it was put in a pan, because you had your three fingers put against your palm and you'd have some like matzah finger. You have to rub off the top and rub off the bottom. You can't just brush it into your hand. You have to actually smooth it out. Very difficult to do. So says the Gemara, you're right. Ella, Zohi, Avoda Kasha, May Avodos Kasha Shivimikdash. It's one of the many things that were difficult. Shmamina, what do we learn from this Brysa that began at the top of the page? Chofen, Bechozer, Bechofen, Shmamina, Allah Maisa. If there is a, a Kohen Gadol, he has to do Chafina twice. Once outside the Mikdash, once outside the Heichal, excuse me, and once inside the Heichal. Beautiful. Ibayalu, let's dig in a little bit more to one second. We're going to go to the very last word on the page and then we'll stop, says the Gemara's Fathers. Ibayalu, Shachat, Bemes. 
Well, let's say he did the shechita, and uh, right then the Kohen Gadol dies. What do we do with the Zrika Sadam? We referenced this sugya on the previous page. It would have been better to learn it in order. But nevertheless, the Gemara does uh, speak about this sugya. Let's get into it. Do we say in a case that where the Kohen Gadol dies, after the Shechita, but before the Zrika, do we say the drasha of Bipar ve'afidu b'dama shalpar? that the Skan Kohen can even use the blood of a part that isn't his own. That the Kohen Gadol number one does the Shechita and dies. And Kohen, number, Kohen Gadol number two can pick up right where he left off, the Afil B'dom Shalpar, and he could use that blood. Oh, or perhaps we should say, two lines before the wide line's halfway down, maybe we should say the par, that when the Pasuk says the word par, it means below B'dom Shalpar. Maybe the drasha should be that Skan, the Skan Kohen Gadol, now the new Kohen Gadol, cannot take over where Kohen Gadol number one left off and died. But he has to start with his own par. That's a, that's a Shiloh. And the Gemara here has a whole bunch of different uh, responses. Here's answer number one. You're not allowed to, to do it. You have to start over. The next coin, the coin Gadol number two, the replacement coin has to start over. He argues and says, you can pick up right where you left off. You're allowed to do the Zerika Saddam. You, Kohen Gadol number two, can do the Zerika Saddam from Shrita, from Kohen Gadol number one. The first long line, Ravami Amar Bepar Velo B'dama Shalpar. He holds like the previous Shita Rabbi Chanina, that the animal is not allowed to, Velo B'dama Shalpar, that you have to start over. Kohen Gadol number two has to start over. And Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha Amar Bepar Ve'afilu B'dama Shalpar. He says, you're allowed to use the, you're allowed to pick up where the first coin left from. It says the Gemara, asking against Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, who was the lenient and says that you can even pick up where Kohen Gadol left off. So again, the case is Kohen Gadol number one does Shechita and dies. Kohen Gadol number two can come in and, and take the blood that was received at the Kabbalah, Havacha. He can do the Zerika, even though he didn't do the Shechita. So the Gemara asks against Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, which of course is the same question that's going to be asked against Reish Lakish, but it's focused on Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha. Ama Eisivei, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Yitzchak Nafcha, Nimnin, that let's say that a person joins a Chabura for a, a Korban Pesach. The halacha is, you're allowed to back out until the Shechita takes place. But it says the Gemara, if your assumption is true, that, excuse me, if your assumption is true, that uh, you're allowed to, that the second Kohen Gadol is allowed to do the Zerika Saddam, that he wasn't the Shochet, then we should have said by Hilchos Psach and the same thing. We should have said that someone who joins the Chabura is Achi Yizrak Mi Boilin. He should be able to go to the Zrika because we see that the Zrika, we're allowed to extend it that far. Why don't we let the person back out up until Zrika? Why, Zrika, why do we stop at the Shrita? Answers the Gemara, Shiny Hasam, Dechsib, Mihios Mise, Mihayo Sodese. Uh, that's a special thing. That, that's a special Zera Toraisa that we only allow a person to back out. Uh, from Aminui on the Korban Pesach to be part of the Chabura up until the Shrita based on the Pasuk. The animal has to be alive. And that has to do a Shrita, not with Zerika Sadam. Masiv Marzutra, the Gemara asks again against the Shrita of Rabbi Nafka. What's the question this time? Again, Rabbi Nafka was a lenient one to say that if Kohen Gadol number one does the Shrita, the Kohen Gadol number two can continue where he left off into the Shrita. So the Gemara asks, hold on one second. We have by the Halachos of Peter Chamor, in regards to redeeming a chamor, a donkey, how does that work? The only thing that it can be poda with is a sheep. Ain poda lo egel, you can't do it with a goat, below bechaya, you can't do it with a small animal, below bechruta, you can't do it even if it is the right animal, even if it is a set, but it's shech, that you're not allowed, below betrefa, below bechilayim, not with an animal that's made of mixtures, below bechoy, another animal we learned about which is also made of mixtures, elba set, it has to be a set that's alive. So what do we see? Where's the line in the sand? The line in the sand is shechuta. So it says the Gemara, 
therefore we should have assumed that maybe uh, maybe Rav Yitzhak Nachot shouldn't have been so lenient to say up until the Zrika Sadam, we should have said that the Shechita would have been a big problem, he has to start over. Answers the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, Shani Hassan, you cannot compare the case of um, of uh, Petr Chamor to our case, because Shani Hassan Gyalif says to me Pesach, we have a Gzair Shava from Seth that it speaks about by Pesach, and a Gzair Shava from Seth from the world of Petr Chamor, so therefore you cannot learn from there. Asks the Gemara, but maybe we should have learned something else. Maybe we should have learned that the animals should be the same, that it has to also be Tom, and it has to be Ben Shan, a very, very young animal for Petr Chamor, just like by Hilchos Pesach, that's the din by Korban Pesach. Says the Gemara, no. Talmud Lomar, Tifde, Tifde, Riba. We have different halachos by the case of Petr Chamor as we do by the case of Pesach. Last question of the day. If in fact we have the word Tifde twice by Petr Chamor, and therefore we want to be Riba, we want to be inclusive. So why did you exclude all the cases in the Brisa, four lines from the bottom? Why did you exclude all those cases? Tifte, Tifte, Riba. We have the word Tifte many times. We should include those cases to be allowed to be Pode Chamor, not to exclude all of them and only a set. Answers the Gemara. And with this, we'll close in Cain. Se, my Ahanule. What is the word Se useful for? We had to have use for the Drasha. So yes, Tifte, Tifte, Riba does include some things, but it doesn't include, it doesn't include things that aren't a set. That has to be the minimum standard. We'll stop here. Mr. Shem will pick up tomorrow night, 8.40, also only on Zoom and not in person, learning Daf Nun, the 50th plot of Masech Asima, wishing you all a beautiful day.